Hi, I'm Bijou. And I'm Eva. And this is our podcast. <laughs> Why am I broken? <laughs> All right. Finish. <laughs> and this is our podcast, Fluent and Fandoms, where we articulate about disappointing and rushed series finales. This week, we're talking about the <laughs> <laughs> Netflix's adaptation of the book series, Anne of Green Gables, Anne with an E. Spoilers for all the seasons, which there should have been more of. Our first section <laughs> is <laughs> Constant Peril, where we predict what Common Sense thinks the age rating is about. Biju, do you want to tell us what your Common Sense rating is? Yes. Uh, where's my notebook? I have two notebooks here today. <laughs> so, this is the right one. I think Common Sense Media says 11+, plus, parents say 12+, plus, and kids say 10+. plus. I said they all say 10+. plus. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I said parents say 12 plus because I guarantee you there's probably going to be one Karen that was like, I thought this show was just like a adaptation of a beloved childhood book, but no, they added gay. (laughs) I guarantee that's what's going to happen. So that's what I think is going to happen. I said it was rated that for mature themes like racism and homophobia and vocabulary because I don't think a young child could understand half the words that Anne says. Oh, here's the thing is that I understand like I think that there's a certain age like intelligence you have to have to understand like what's happening kind of Mm -hmm. or like actually have the patience because I barely had the patience. (laughs) Honestly, mood. But I also, like, there's not that many. Like, there's not really any... Is there violence? There is violence. Billy has a gun. Oh, yeah. Billy has a gun, and then Jerry gets mugged twice. Oh, yeah. Maybe there is violence. Violence. Maybe I should have rated it more. I don't know. Anyways, I'll just stick with that. It's probably wrong. Poor Jerry. (laughs) Poor Jerry. (laughs) Call back. (laughs) Call back. Go listen to our Parks and Rec episode, guys. (laughs) All right. Common Sense says 12 plus. Okay. Is that what I said? No, you said 11, 12, 10. Parents say 13 and kids say 11. Oh my god, I was really off. I was almost right, except for all the numbers were one age higher. Oh, Kakwa gets whipped too, there's that. Oh yeah, we'll talk more about Kakwa later. Yeah. All right, so parents need to know that Anne with an E is a reimagining of the classic coming-of-age story, Green of Gink. (laughs) Green of Anne Gables. (laughs) Anne of Green. Last night we were talking, and (laughs) my dad was reading a book about Minnesota to my sister, and he almost said that Minnesota was the lake of 10,000 lands. (laughs) (laughs) Like a big lake with islands? Yeah. That's great. Okay. But imagine if there's just a Minnesota shaped, like, ocean mini ocean lake thing in place in minnesota and every single place there was a lake there was like a island sounds great honestly but what happened with lake superior though because like part of that is like it would that just be a lake too i think so and then it would just i don't know how would they draw that random boundary then would be where lake superior was and where like the like the Minnesota Lake was. This is really I don't know questions that we actually need to answer. Yes, on an Anne of Green Gables podcast. I mean, I guess it's close enough. They do live in Canada. And that relates how? We're super close to Canada. Oh, sure. Okay. okay. Anyways, not Green of Anne Gables, Anne of Green Gables, about an imaginative, no, imaginative orphan who's adopted by elderly siblings. The show's focus is less than the lighthearted missteps of L.M. Montgomery's impulsive young Anne 
and more how her circumstances continue to cause her grief among those she meets in her new hometown. Concerns- Oh, oh another thing that I, I really didn't think of my common sense media thing before, but also, like, Anne's, like, flashback sequences are kind of a lot. Disturbing. Especially the mouse. I don't like mice. <laughs> mice are actually cute. But They're would cute. you want somebody to be patting a dead mouse against no. your face? I don't think anybody would want a dead anything on their face. Yes. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Concerns common to the timing of this 19th century story, hunger, verbal abuse, financial strain, and even the farming culture may seem foreign to some kids who watch. Financial but strain? Is that something? I feel like there's a lot more hard things to swallow than financial strain. Financial. Maybe they only watched the first season. Maybe. Anyways, uh, but the issues that affect Anne most directly are relevant today. She's bullied, ignored, and underestimated because of people's first impressions of her orphan status, and she faces prejudice at every turn. This and other emotional matters are central to this unique interpretation of the Green Gables story, so it's not necessarily a great fit for younger kids who have seen other productions about Anne. That said, she remains an exceptional role model for her ability to overcome adversity and remain true to her identity. And in this story, she also emerges as a champion for the then foreign cause of gender identity. Oh, nope. Gender equality, not gender identity. <laughs> I can read. I mean, I feel like they missed stuff that was pretty obvious, but then they brought up financial strain, which I guess is something you should warn your children about. But yes. What are you looking at? Um, There was a one-star adult review that i wanted to read because the adult review is titled does not follow books adds dark themes sexual elements and it's really just about that one episode that Anne gets her period what yeah that's what it says that's a sexual element uh apparently oh that's kind of messed up oh and also that one episode where Anne kept talking about like her owners or not her owners that sounds weird uh, oh. her previous family and like oh, the petting yeah. the mouse thing which also freaked me out because once again i hate mice <laughs> okay what's next uh so now we go into plot Too twists long. usually we go to general opinions but i have <laughs> such a long plot twist also i have a lot of plot twists but i'm just gonna add on to be yeah. once she's done if okay there's something i thought she so, forgot this is my rewriting of Anne with an e to be a gay love story between Anne and Diana. It's really about Diana, though. Just saying. Really? Yeah, it's really I don't about really Diana. Like Diana that much. Well, too bad. <laughs> it's a lot more about just Diana. Oh wait, wrong notebook. See, oh I wrote God. this in a completely different notebook, and I don't know why I did. All also, right. for context, she wrote this last night in a stream of consciousness at ten thirty p.m. What is gonna happen? I don't know. All right. So I wrote this in it's bullet like news, points. It's like a news anchor. But it's going to happen? We don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. And Pert Hapley will be on in an hour. <laughs> what? Pert Hapley's on the brain since you were talking about him before the podcast. Anyways, so the story here starts at, of course, the iconic summer soiree at Aunt Josephine's house. That's uh, when we're starting? Yes, that's when okay. we're starting. Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's lots of stuff before that. Yes, but this is where the story is starting. Okay. Okay, so she is kind of outed to Diana by that random lady in the crowd. Anna's? No, Josephina's. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how the show <laughs> went. Like, what? 
Uh, and of course, Diana has a bad reaction because of, and I wrote the sparkle emojis around this homophobia. <laughs> Fun. Anyways, um, oh god, this is awful. <laughs> I'm just reading this, and this is really just bad. Go read it. Okay, read it. So she is reflecting on all the times that Josephine and Gertrude were literally around each other, <laughs> and then remembers Anne and the spin the bottle episode that happened a while earlier because they kiss didn't they did they kiss no they didn't diana kissed tilly oh oops my brain went and forgotten that uh but i do remember the complimenting the lips thing that was definitely directed towards Anne. (laughs) (laughs) so funny they're so pink and kissable come on diana (laughs) That, no, that was towards Anne. That's what Anne said to Diana. Oh. Diana. Then what did Diana say to Anne? Something else. I don't remember. But it was something along the same lines of your lips are so pink and kissable. Yeah, something like that. Uh. <laughs> it was... And then she's like, that's probably just gals being pals, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, story goes as always. She apologizes to Aunt Josephine or whatever, because I don't know plot reasons wait why did she end up such a mess already like yes you're making it more of a mess than i think it needs to be okay and so we're flashing forward to when she tries to date jerry oh because that happened yeah it was a weird plot choice but it happened i liked it i thought they were cute yeah and then they break up and she and Anne get into a fight and diana realizes that (gasps) she never liked jerry but wait, she wait. really liked Anne. I never actually made that connection that they got in a fight over, like, Diana dating Jerry. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And so she realizes she loves Anne. And she literally, in the show, she's, like, really, really sad. Yeah. You know? And she's I'm way like, sadder about Anne and her being in a fight than her and Jerry breaking exactly. up. Exactly. And then <laughs> Minnie Mae has that meltdown in the closet where she's like, why do you have to pretend to be someone you're not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> Uh, also, she is in the closet when she is saying that. <laughs> so, that kind of... I don't know if this is in the right order, but in this story it is. So, she's inspired to go apologize to Anne. They make up, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so, she takes the Queen's exam still. And then... Um, do you remember that one scene in the finale where uh, she tells... Her parents, she can go to Queens because she took the Queens exams without their permission, and they're like yelling and crying. Maybe, sure. Yes, I don't know why, but that scene really stuck with me, and so I'm making that that she came out to them, then and there, because I can. You think that she came out to her parents before she came out to Anne? I don't know. I feel like I honestly don't know. She wouldn't even have realized it unless she was already with Anne. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. She would have just been like, no. All right. It's going to get worse from here. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So the parents freak out. And so then they're on the train, right? And she freaks out on Gilbert because he's wasting a chance that she so desperately wants to have with Anne. Uh-huh. And um, I'm, why did I give her dad a redemption arc at this? <laughs> so her dad, like, sees her freaking out on Gilbert and, like, remember something similar happening with Josephine when they were kids. Because they would have been siblings. Right? Siblings. 
siblings. Siblings, siblings. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, like, apologizes to Diana and decides to let her go to Queens. That I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I know, exactly. Makes zero sense. I had so many ideas in my head, but I couldn't put them that, together that, right. That literally didn't make any more sense than it did in the show. At least there's somewhat of an explanation. That he, like, had a similar experience with, what did Josephine do that he didn't let Josephine do? I don't know, but I'm talking about, like, she's seeing her, like, chew out Gilbert, and that, like, is something that Josephine did. I don't know (laughs) what is happening right now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand. Okay. But anyways, uh, they go to Anne, and instead of Gilbert and Anne kissing, Anne and Diana kiss, never explained. Moving on, they run off to Queens together. The end. Epilogue, they start a GSA at Queens, and the word kindred spirit becomes kind of that code word. Like, when people say, like, friend of Ellen when they're talking about lesbians, they'd be like, are you a kindred spirit? Wasn't it? I've never actually heard, like, I've heard of, like, friend of Dorothy. Like, from, like, but that's, like, olden times, kind of. Yes. But, yeah, I already kind of thought that kindred spirit was. (laughs) What was that? I already kind of thought that she used, Anne used it like that. Like, in oh. my brain, like, whenever she says that, I'm like, yeah, this is Anne. Anne being like, hey, are you a kindred spirit? Wake, <laughs> wake. <laughs> so that happens. That's the yeah, end. Yeah, I think that they could have done that love story a lot better. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, but like, I just saw so many yeah connections you, there. You pointed out, like, a lot of the very obvious things. It's just, like, when they're around each other, it seems like they like each other. And then those things about Diana... Um, do parallel coming out a lot, mm-hmm. but I think that she like I think what would have happened how like how she would have came out to her parents is like she's like her and Anne would just literally been too affectionate like, yes. in front of them, and then they would have been like oh and oh. yeah. Why did I just do like the evil finger tapping thing? But to talk about like other plots, so there's the queens. Like, why did she just randomly get to go to Queens? That didn't make I... any sense. I don't know how they could have fixed it. I don't understand. Like, they could have just made their parents and get persuaded earlier. Exactly. Like, I also think, so, I think that Diana and Anne love story would have been cool. But, like, part of me, I just really like Gilbert. Yeah. I really like Gilbert and Anne, too. So, I'm, like, honestly okay with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like them. But I think that they ended it really badly. Like, yeah. It was just, there's, like, the miscommunication thing, which I get, like, why they might have wanted to do that but it was just annoying don't get me started on the miscommunication thing it was annoying um, all right so i already hate slow burn romances and i hate miscommunication so it was like it just like poured two elements in a pot <laughs> i'm like, using a metaphor for this <laughs> and then it was not good it was not good it was yeah not i good. didn't enjoy that but then like when they figured it out like yes gilbert goes there but if they knew that the series was going to end, I'm not sure if they did or not. I don't think they did. It should have kept going on, and it would have been so much better. But what I think that ha- should happen is they, like, literally just, like, kiss, and they're, like, well, right to each other. And for me, at least, Anne doesn't read very much as, like, I think that she had, like, she wanted to kiss him, and, like, that's something that she wanted to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she reads more as, like, she really had an emotional connection with Gilbert. Like, not necessarily, like, ace-ace, but, like, kind of ace. Yeah. In that sense, and I think that like, I think what should have happened is Gilbert should have proposed to her, and they sh- 
Yeah. Uh, because okay. he was ready to propose to Winifred. Yeah, after they had been courting for months. He's known Anne for, Anne for years. Yeah, but they never outright, time. like... And they, they didn't say, I love you, I would love you to each other, either. They, like, literally, Diana just told Gilbert that... Like, Diana knows that they love each other, but they don't know that they love each other, do yeah. they? Like, they do, but they kind of don't. Yeah. They should have. Diana was the proposed. real MVP of the finale, I gotta say. She ended the miscommunication right there and then. Like, you go, Diana. <laughs> but, I don't know. You don't think that he should have proposed? Like, that it was, like, the end of the series? What? You don't think that Gilbert should have proposed, like, because it's the end of the series, kind of wrap it up? Like, right now, I feel like it's very open-ended. Like, they could still break up. And if they're proposed, then they could still break up. But, like, I don't know. They're proposed. They're engaged. Great. That's the word. Also... Do we want to talk about Cockwet's plotline now or later? I honestly don't know. I feel like we could talk about it now. Okay. Because. And then just continue complaining about it throughout the episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm. Do you no. want to start? Sure. No, I don't want to start. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. This it was really bad. It just pains me. Nothing got wrapped up. Mm-mm. They handled it really bad. They're. So. Here's the thing I don't understand. So they know that realistically, if they're going to try to portray a realistic version of this, Kakuet, if she gets, I want to say recruited, that's not right. She gets, like, kidnapped, essentially, to the assimilation school. Assimilation school, whatever. They know that if they want to be realistic about this, Kakuet is not going to, like, get out, essentially. Mm -hmm. That she isn't, like, the experience isn't going to be good. And throughout this show, they have had a very positive outlook on all these really serious issues which i don't think is that bad i do find it a little weird because like they're kind of acting like oh yeah there are good like white people like kind of like that thing like during yeah. that time there probably wouldn't have been very many people who would have like been nice uh, to bash and one stuff. second props to gilbert for not being racist just saying like he wasn't racist in the second season or in the third season so props to gilbert <laughs> literally no one else was i think Anne was i mean Anne also was you just don't not care racist, about Anne. but also i don't really care about Anne. i'm just giving props to gilbert but anyways so all the other other issues they did dealt with like a very positive manner because they like found like a little loophole where they were like oh yeah but if some white people aren't racist then we can make it not super depressing yeah or if some of these of like the straight cis people aren't homophobic then we can make this not depressing mm-hmm. or if like, like they just like accept it but ignore it but with like Kakuet's storyline if they let her go back to her community and tribe it wouldn't be accurate like at yeah. all because in reality those stories were really tragic and really horrible and so by doing that they kind of set themselves up for p- failure in my opinion mm-hmm. like i think that they should have just kept with like oh yeah we have representation and stuff like, go ahead, do that, I guess. But if you're going to do a serious plotline and try to make it happy, like, there's no way that, that that's going to have a happy ending. Yeah. That would be realistic. Mm-hmm, for sure. So it was just really stupid. And then, like, how she got out and, like, got back and then her parents were like, yeah, you could go back. Like, didn't really listen to her at all. I didn't understand that. I don't think they said you can go back. No, 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 but they were like, encouraging like they weren't like oh yeah we need to like hide her they were like oh yeah she should come like she like when the whatever the people from the school came back to the the tribe or like their area 
they they were like, oh yeah, Kakwit, come out. Like I was like, why isn't she running? Why aren't they just like, oh yeah, we haven't seen her. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think that they did that though. What did they do then? They kind of. She was just. She didn't come out by chance. She was just like there, and then. No, but they knew that they were coming, and they were like, "Okay, you gotta come and talk to these people." Oh, yeah. And that instead did of like hiding her, or like literally like get Anne and like make like a super like unrealistic escape from there and have her like hide out at Anne's house. Yeah. Like it did. I don't think that in general she would have been able to escape. Like that probably wouldn't have been realistic. Well, anyways, it was just a mess. Yay, mess. Also. Like, in general, like, I understand how that they couldn't probably introduce Bash as his own character, but it did bug me a little bit that, like, he was just, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, representation side black character Gilbert's friend at the beginning. I just mm-hmm. threw a bunch of words together in not a good order. <laughs> didn't make sense. But, like, it, it just, it was odd. Like, I understand he got his own character arcs later, but I didn't really care about them very much. Yeah. In the second season. In the third season, he gained a superpower. The superpower to make me cry every single time he was on screen talking about Mary. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you're dying. Because Mary was dying, so I was dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't... I just rewatched that before you came here. And I kept trying to distract myself so I would not cry again. Nice. It's so sad. We're going to talk about that later, though. Also, I guess snapped. should we talk about, like, the other, like, kind of, like, social justice aspects of the show? I feel like now? we covered them all. No, but there's, like, and, like, the sexism that she was, like, trying to fight. Oh, yeah. And gay stuff, right? Yeah, that you did You think happen. that they did gay stuff well? I, I appreciate Josephine, and I appreciate Cole. I do not appreciate Mr. Phillips. It didn't make it. Well, I think we'll talk more about when we try to sort him. Right? Yes. But I don't. I think that part of the thing is I don't know how accurate that is to that time period if they would have mm-hmm. actually, like, just kind of been ignored and, like, side-eyed almost. Yeah. Or if they had, like, I'm sure that there's many people who would actually um, face, like, more obvious oppression than them. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know how accurate it is. So. Yeah. And then the sexism stuff, I felt like that was also, like, kind of, like, a very positive outlook on it. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, people actually changed their mind and the dudes who like burned down the school like actually got in trouble for it yeah i doubt they would and i really doubt that that would have actually happened Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of what else there is for other stuff i think that's it yeah fun fun time general opinions yes now we move on to general opinions starting with our favorite characters eva who are your top three favorite characters gilbert bash and cole nice i also have bash and cole and Rachel Lynn, what, what? I love Rachel you don't have Lynn. Gilbert? No. You didn't like Gilbert? I love Gilbert, but also, Rachel Lynn is oh an God. icon. Like, I was rewatching the Easter episode, and they're decorating the church, and one of her lines is, come on, make it faster. Jesus was resurrected faster than it's taken us to decorate this church. Honestly, iconic. I love her so She's much. so mean. I love her She insulted so much. a random child. For existing. So iconic. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I love Rachel Lind. Yeah, no, she was mean to Anne. I don't trust her ever. Great. I mean, she was like fun later, I guess, but I also love her and Marilla's friendship. Yes. It's so great. Literally, stop walking into my home, but did you hear about this? 
please like, leave my home. But the, but the, the, <laughs> <laughs> Merlo's just constantly like leave yeah. goodbye. But I think that Merlo actually like appreciates Rachel Lynn sometimes. Yes, it's just that sometimes she's just like done with her foolishness. 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 <laughs> All right. So next we have our least favorite characters. I also have three for this. Okay. Okay. So I have Billy Andrews. Yes. Josie Pye. Fine. And Marilla Cuthbert. Because yes. I used to like Marilla. And then I think Eva said something to me about not liking her. And then I kept thinking about that. And now, like, it's stuck in my head. Like, I do not like Marilla anymore. I'm Marilla not is my second least favorite character. But for least favorite characters, I only, like, my top one, who is, like, way above everyone else by so much, is Billy Andrews. Like, Billy I hate Andrews. Him with, like, I think there's lots of characters that I can, like, see, like, other sides to them. Like, I can see how they could be, like, a good character. Like, at least they're an interesting character, mm-hmm. like Josie Pye. But Billy Andrews is just horrible. Like, I yeah. hate him. Yeah. I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. Yes. Ugh. What? Oh, look, another character named Billy that I can make throw-up noises for. Oh, great. Also, I I think that I... The teacher dude, what's the teacher dude's name? Mr. Phillips. Mr. Phillips. Merla and Mr. Phillips are my two next least favorite. I did not like Mr. Phillips. Neither did I, but I... But just, you hate Josie Pye I really hate Josie Pye. Why do you hate Josie Pye so much? I don't know. I don't know why I hate Josie Pye so much. I just do. And I guess she was fine in, like, that last episode or whatever, but then... I just never liked her in any of the other episodes, so I feel like it just didn't work. Didn't her, like, one or two good episodes didn't outweigh her bad episodes for you? Yes. So, now we move on to ships. Ships, ships, ships. Ships. No. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, starting with the, of course, main couple, Anne and Gilbert. I love them. I think they're very cute. I also think they're very cute. The spelling... The spelling is adorable. I love that. I know. I wish we had gotten, like, I wish, like, Gilbert had got away just because, like, I wish we had seen them interact more in school because, like, the competitiveness is great. Mm-hmm. They were so cute. Do, what did you think about, like, the dancing scene where they both were like, wow, they're pretty? <laughs> um, I thought that was really weird. I thought it was really odd. Remember that one time when after the dance scene, Anne just, like, leaned her head towards Gilbert? <laughs> No. They what? were like standing and like Gilbert was like trying to talk to her and Anne was just staring and then like slowly re- leaning her head towards him. It was really weird and creepy and I hated that. it. I hated it so also, much. When she's like trying to ask like for Ruby if he like is gonna take notice of Ruby and he thinks that he's gonna take notice she wants him to take notice of her. Aww. That was so cute. Oh. It's also very awkward. Also extremely awkward, yes. But yeah. Yay. Also, I'm really glad that Gilbert got over. Like, I'm really glad that they didn't do the, like, Ruby is betrayed because Anne liked Gilbert too. Like, that yeah. plot line. Because that would have just been painful. To that would have been very painful. I did really like that arc where um Ruby and Anne became friends. <gasps> yeah. That was sweet. I love that. I love that. I really like Ruby. I do too. Like, she's just generally. Also sweet. an icon. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, then we have Anne and Diana. I mean, <laughs> I think all you listeners know where I stand on this after <laughs> the whole plot twist. <laughs> I think the 
there's just a lot there that they just ignored completely. Yeah. And I really don't think it was purposeful, which I think is really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Anne and Diana, their kindred spirits, wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we move on to Diana and Jerry. I liked them. I forgot this happened. (laughs) I think that Diana was a jerk. If Diana was less of a jerk, then it would have been better. Yes. I am not a huge fan of the, like, star-crossed lovers trope, which they weren't really. I'm just talking about, like, the sort of Romeo and Juliet trope where they come from, like, different worlds and then they fall in love. Literally, like, the most known star-crossed lover trope. Yep. Don't like it. I don't like the star- It's not necessarily the star-crossed lover trope, but it's, like, this one very big example of the star-crossed lover trope. Well, trope. it's one section of the star-crossed lovers trope. Yeah, I would say that there's like they fall under that category, especially they like played up a lot. Yeah, like, Diana being like, "Oh yeah, I can't date you because my family's so cool and they're prestigious." Yeah, my mom was walking by when I was watching this, and I was explaining to her Diana and Jerry's like thing <laughs> and she was like tale as old as time and started singing the song tale as old yes. as time and then i was like okay i guess they're beauty and the beast now what okay <laughs> yeah because that movie is from beauty yeah, and the beast but they're not really like beauty. i know exactly all right moving on to sebastian and mary they were really cute they were made me happy oh I watched the Easter episode before this, and uh, yeah. they're so cute, but what so sad. Uh, an infection. Mm. Oh, yeah, she went septic. Septic. That, that's an infection. Of the, like, but she probably had a different infection, and then it got into her bloodstream, and then you die really quick when you go septic. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were sad, though. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that's going to be really annoying to listen to. Uh, there you go, listeners. And then we move on to Sebastian and Miss Stacy. They would have been really cute if they had been given time because, like, yes, they both were kind of like I was already shipping them when they were down at the river. Also, Miss Stacy is also iconic. I just want to say, like, I'm so mad that either it's fishing or murder. (laughs) What? She was like, I after the school is burnt down, she goes down to the river to fish because she was like, I have two choices here. It's either <laughs> fishing or murder. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, her, like, kind of being, like, Delphine's stepmother would have been a really interesting yeah. plot line, I think. It was really cute. Because I think, like, Miss Stacy doesn't read, like, motherly vibes, but I think that she would have been a really cool mom. Yeah. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool <laughs> mom. <laughs> what up, Mean Girls references? <laughs> We have a lot of Mean Girls references on this podcast. Well, we have not there made another one where you were like, oh yeah, she's like this character. I feel like I was talking about Josie Pye, like Regina George, probably. See, I like those like kind of mean, like, I don't, you don't, but they're like, it's fun. Yeah, I can like them if they say things that are very iconic, but Josie Pye hasn't said anything iconic that has made me root for her. So <laughs> That's how you feel about Rachel Lynn. She's a mean person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love her so much. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of that. Moving on. Yes. To Matthew so and Miss Jeannie. I didn't really care about them, though. I didn't care about them either. I think it would have been interesting if we had seen more, like, Matthew, like, he, I understand that he was quiet and 
I don't think that they should have changed that as his finale because it was interesting to see him as a character be quiet and stuff. <laughs> but, like, I wish that he would have at least come out of his shell, like, a little bit. Yeah. Like, it pained me to see his interactions with oh, this yeah. genie because he was just so awkward and, like, didn't respond to her at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Great. Also, like, I don't understand how the romance is based off of, like, him giving her a button, and, like, when they were little children. They're like, I wow, also don't so understand romantic. that. I also, another thing that I want to talk about, I never appreciated the, uh, oh, our brother is dead arc that Matthew and Merla had. You didn't like that? No, I thought it was annoying. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. She just hates grieving people. She I, hates Katara. She hates Matthew and Marilla when they're sad about their brother dying. It's not. And changing their lives. It's not that. I think I just don't like Marilla. I think that might be the problem here. And she like talks the most in that arc. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Same with I don't really like Katara. Same there. Well, my mom listened to that episode and she said that you had no argument. And she also said that um, uh, we didn't rude. take into account the sexism that the audience might have had. So, Oh, great. And that's why like people make fun of her so much or something. I don't know. Great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's it for ships. <laughs> Moving on to our favorite artsy shot because half of this show is not plot. It is artsy shots. Over half, honestly. Yeah. So Eva and I have one in common that we never said that we were going to choose before this podcast, but I know it's the exact same one. So do you think we could say it? No, because there's time? too many wordings for it. <laughs> it's okay. when Prissy runs away from yeah. her wedding and she's in the white wedding and gown. And all the running. girls with the colored no, no, no. dresses. That part that part was okay, but I didn't like like how they were like flanked out behind her. Like that's just not realistic. They wouldn't have actually run like that. Mm-hmm. But like... I liked when she was running away. There's like, mm-hmm. the white on white. Yeah. And then when they were, like, all dancing and, like, hugging together at the end, that was cute. Yeah. But also, when I was watching that, the snow was not, it was, like, untouched. So did they have one shot to get that right? Oh. Geez. Also, how did they get it right if, like, they had, like, somebody have to, like, be in a camera? Was it, like, a drone or something? I don't know if it was real snow. Because then they could, like, still, like, smoothing it down. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, moving on. So, I also really like the one shot in the pilot where uh, she is... I did not like the pilot, like, at all. No, the pilot's not great, but there's the one shot where she is on the carriage with Matthew, and they're under, like, the flower arches. Like, I forgot what they were called. They called it, but it was, like, the lane of flowers or something. But there were all these, like, white flowers, and you could... And the camera was placed behind the flowers, and, like, Anne was reaching up at them, and I thought it was cool. But obviously you don't remember it, so. No. Great. That was nice, though. Yes. And now we move to our last segment in general opinions, the stupidest arc. Cleverly named by Eva. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> um, well, I think that, like, logically, the cockwhite arc was the worst. Yes. But we already talked about that. Yes. But I also thought the one that I just thought was really annoying when I was watching it was, like, the gold arc. I- I legitimately forgot about it until you mentioned it. Because we all knew that they were bad. Like, there was no suspense whether, like, we were, like, untrusting. And we just had to watch the other characters. Like, I wish wish they didn't mug Jerry and we were, like, we thought that we trusted them. And then it was, like, actually, like, a plot twist. And, like, we were actually surprised by their betrayal. Instead, we just watched them manipulate everybody. Also, I really thought it was weird how, like, what's his name? Nathaniel? 
Nathaniel kept, like, trying to kind of, like, not flirt, but, like, kind of flirt with Marilla. Oh, yeah, that was, really was weird. It made me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I did like that one guy that... Mr. Dunlop. Yeah. I liked him. his relationship with Anne, kind of, but... Like, baking together and singing? Yes. Sure. I can appreciate that. I did also, like, I'm... I don't understand what happened with, like, their... Like, what... Did he just run away? Nathaniel did, did and I think Mr. Dunlop got mugged by Nathaniel and went to jail. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't understand really what happened. Me neither. For the plot being so slow, you'd think that I would actually be able to comprehend what was happening, but uh, guess not. All right. Great. Anything else to say? No. All right, so now we're moving into sorting, where we sort the characters into Harry Potter houses. Here we go. Starting with Anne Shirley Cuthbert. Also known as when she gets married and Shirley Cuthbert Blythe. <laughs> because we all know that she's keeping all of her names. Yes. And Shirley Cuthbert. Blah, 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 blah. I can talk. Do you think Gilbert would also take? <laughs> I think that if Anne wanted him to, he would. But I don't think he would, like, really want to take all of that. Another name. <laughs> also, like, I think that, I don't, I'm not sure if, do you think Anne would, like, if they had kids, do you think Anne would want to have them have Anne Shirley Cuthbert Blythe? Oh my gosh, that would be ridiculous, but also, like, that would be really in character for Anne, I think. Yeah, just like, you, I have an extra name, so you would also like an extra name. Yes, um, Anne is a lot, like- I think that she's a Gryffindor. Yeah, I agree with that, but I just want to say that I appreciate the actress who plays Anne because she can somehow balance the fact that Anne is really annoying, but also make me feel bad for her. Yeah. And Anne is also, I just want to say that Anne's a brat. Anne kind of sucks a lot of the time. But also, I feel like the the ways that she sucks, she sucks in, like, ways that I feel like aren't the worst, though. Like, they aren't excusable by any means, but they make sense. Mm -hmm. And it's consistent in how, like, how she is annoying. Yes. Like, you can tell when she's, you, you, you know that she's going to be annoying at a certain time. You're like, oh, wow, Anne's not going to take this yes, well. Yes, Anne, shut up, please. What's your most annoying moment for Anne? Um, what I, were you most frustrated with her? I think maybe, um, I honestly don't know. Like, okay, because mine is when, at the beginning, she was being rude to Gary for no reason for, like, the entire first season. And he didn't deserve it, and she never apologized to him. And he just was like, "Okay, she's nice now, I guess." Yeah. And like he, he was oh, so cool. Her and teaching Gary to read. Me. Yeah, that was so sweet. Oh. But also, like, Anne was so mean to him for no reason. Yeah, that's like, a good point. I understand. Like at the beginning, it was like, "Oh yeah, they thought that like she thought that he was gonna replace her at something when he literally already had a family." Yes. Which, I don't. I just I don't understand. Why you, like, just because, like, it's not his choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just so mean. Yeah. And the rest of the things, like, I, they were frustrating, but they weren't as frustrating to me. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Then we have... Oh, wait, you wanted to talk about Anne's character development? Oh. Yeah, I thought they did a good job with, like, her actually, like, maturing. Mm-hmm. And changing over time. Yeah. I don't think they did that with very many other characters, though. No. Which is kind of sad, because the plot is so slow. Mm-hmm. So at least have good character development. Each episode feels like three episodes. That's because you just watch it as a cartoon that's 20-minute episodes, did you? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> to Gilbert Blythe. 
Oh, okay. wait. I haven't been doing everybody's favorites. Crap. Wow. I'll have to start with the next one. Come on. Gilbert Blythe. Gilbert Blythe is a Ravenclaw. He reads pretty Ravenclaw to me. He seems to not jump to conclusions. He's not racist. <laughs> That's what I mean by that, is that he's not racist. Uh... But in general, I feel like he's very calculated about his stuff. Yeah, but, but he can also be very Hufflepuff. Yeah, that was like he. But I don't. I'm not sure like who he like makes an effort to care for. Like you know how he like kind of ignores Bash and like is really mean to Bash that one time. Like for a while. Yeah. Not one time for like a while. Like he kind of just neglects Bash and like tries to go do his own thing as a doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't think that a Hufflepuff would do that. Yeah. A Hufflepuff would, like, be too aware of, like, others' feelings and stuff to just, like, kind of ignore someone and be, like, concentrating on themselves. Yeah. And I think that if he was a Slytherin, he would have continued concentrating on himself. But since he's a Ravenclaw, he was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, like, got too focused in on my passion and, like, my I was, like, learning stuff and had to, like, take a step back. Yeah. Um, I have two things to say. First is that we've been forgetting that Hufflepuffs will literally take everyone. Literally, they're just like, eh, we'll take whoever's not at the other houses. I think that's boring, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying that is something that maybe we should take into consideration with our sorting. Um, right, because there's a bunch of people that we are not going to be able to sort because they're horrible. No, uh, but I, I guess one reason that I really think he's Hufflepuff is that he, like, hesitates into even being a doctor when Mary dies because he sees that they can't actually do all that much yeah but maybe that's i don't i don't think that's necessarily hufflepuff though yeah he just wants to help people yeah i think that he wants to help people but it's in a very ravenclaw way okay that's, i think that the way he goes he can about be ravenclaw it. okay cool he's ravenclaw next we have everybody's favorite kindred spirit wink wink <laughs> Diana? Yep. Is she a Slytherin? Uh, I I feel like she is a Slytherin a lot of the time, but when she's fully developed, she's more Gryffindor. Fully developed? What does that mean? As a character. How does she develop, really, though? Like, she, what changes does she go through? She realizes that she doesn't need to be... Cookie-cutter version of what her parents want her to be? Yeah. But she still go like she still was gonna go to that school that they were making her go to. Like, I feel like a Gryffindor would like do something really brash mm-hmm. to do it. Like she took all the steps to become herself and to get power in her own right. But then she still didn't do something impulsive when it when it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And was like she know and also like I think that the Queen's path would have given her more power. Like she would have had a more an education that would have better led to having a like job rather than being like an education that was more concentrated on being like a housewife yeah which i think about housewives i'm sure that there's some housewives that have power but i think that in her mind it was easier to have power as like her own not her own person that's not a good phrasing like as her like as her own supplier of like wealth and stuff yeah did i make a good argument to slytherin sure still She's just, like, going with me because she doesn't want to argue with me today. I mean, I don't know. She reads kind of Gryffindor to me, but she doesn't read fully Gryffindor to me, so I'll agree with you there. Stay Slytherin. Okay. I'm getting a bunch of, like, But her secondary house is Gryffindor. Yeah. Then we go to everybody's favorite. French boy. (laughs) I was... 
<laughs> well, I was wondering if I should say wee wee baguette in front of no. that. <laughs> Oops. Jerry, what is Jerry? Is he a Gryffindor? I'm trying to think of literally anything he's done. Uh, he really cares about. He really cared about Diana, but was worried because she was making him feel poor. I don't think that it was making he was making him feel poor. He she like wasn't proud of him. Yeah. She wanted to hide him. Nobody likes to feel like that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, nobody likes to feel like that, I feel like. Great. Uh I don't know, he doesn't really have very many arcs that no, he's he doesn't. A part of. He learns to read. He gets mugged twice. Um Poor Jerry. What what does his face blindness attribute to? <laughs> is that is that a quality they were mugging him and he wasn't looking at their faces yeah but also their faces weren't that far away i feel like he could have seen them pretty easily the trauma erased the faces okay he was in like a flight or flight fight or flight mode and he was stressed and couldn't process things okay huh. are you happy that i didn't talk while you yawned and comment on your i'm t- commenting on it now great <laughs> <laughs> So, Gryffindor, I guess? He just reads Gryffindor to me, but I don't really know. He cares about his family a lot. He does. Also, his family seems like the funnest group I of people know. to hang out with. I wish we had gotten more of them. Like, yeah. Merle and Matthew are boring. Merle and Matthew suck. I like Matthew a lot, but Marilla sucks, so it kind of just makes them mediocre. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I feel like we didn't get that much of Jerry. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really seem Slytherin to me. Yeah. Other than, like, maybe his family stuff. Is he Hufflepuff? Like, he forgave Anne. Maybe a Gryffindor would be, like, more mean to Anne after she'd been mean to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's Hufflepuff in that sense. I don't know. Sounds good. Great. Uh, Then we go to everybody's favorite. Shy Farmer Dude. Shy Farmer Matthew? Dude. Shy Farmer Dude. <laughs> Bravest Boy of Hufflepuff? I think he reads more Hufflepuff to me. Okay, Hufflepuff is good then. Also, like, I feel like we don't get that much of him. I would agree with that statement. I think, uh, I had good reasoning in my head why he was Hufflepuff, and then I forgot it all. I feel like how he wanted to keep Anne is very Hufflepuff. Like, he saw somebody who was in need of a home, and he wanted to give them a home. Yeah, he's very shy until, like, Anne. He's shy the whole time, Bijou. Well, yeah, but I feel like... I'm just thinking about the Miss Genie situation and the way that he like he kind of don't, ignored. Don't Miss think about the Miss Genie situation. Not very Hufflepuff to me. Like I feel like a Hufflepuff would maybe take a little bit, but like actually yeah. communicate. Yeah. And it seems very Ravenclaw to I just like, like ignore stuff. Yeah. In that sense, I am thinking more of in the finale how he's trying to like bottle up his emotions. I don't know why that reads Hufflepuff to me, but it does. When is he? T- what is he trying to bottle up? He's trying to oh. not be sad about Anne leaving. Yeah. Oh, like in expense. He's trying to make Anne feel better in expense of his own yeah. personal emotions. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that he's Hufflepuff, except for the Miss Genie. Okay, great. Uh, moving on um, to everybody's not really favorite. Marilla. Marilla. I don't know. What is she? I think she is a muggle. We're not sorting her. Next. We <laughs> <laughs> just like tried to like like go real quick and like I just uh, I like sadly I feel like she's like the most like the most the mo- what? 
my brain just stopped working. <laughs> the most, the most, <laughs> the most, the most. I feel like she has the most Ravenclaw, but like everything else. Yeah. Like, but I don't even feel like she's very Ravenclaw. Yeah. She's just annoying. She's very like set on the fact that she is the one to raise Anne and not Matthew. What did that tell you? I don't know. I'm just trying to <laughs> list things that I know about her. Uh, she puts up with Rachel. Yes. I feel like that could say something. I feel like that's either Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. I would agree with that. Um, But I don't see her very Hufflepuff. Like, she has no sympathy for anyone, really. No, she doesn't. Like, she's very uncaring. Yes. Yes. And she doesn't really want power, does she? There's, like, that one arc about her, like, wanting, like, her having to go and work or something instead of marrying the one dude because Oh, she has to take care died. of her mother. Yeah. I feel like it's either Muggle or Ravenclaw. Sadly. Yeah. What does her always shouting at Matthew to take his boots off mean? Like, <laughs> does that mean anything? Because it's literally always Matthew walks in the house, take off your boots. <laughs> Why do you remember that? Guys, <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> it's literally, literally, every it's time. Literally, Matthew- <laughs> literally? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> every time Matthew walks into the house. Next is everybody's favorite. I'm trying to think of things. Favorite. Nope, I'm not going with that. Uh, we're just going to say it's Sebastian because um, the everybody's favorite that came to my head is everybody's favorite person who shares the name with the crab from the little mermaid <laughs> and we're not doing that so it's we're sorting sebastian it's so mean you're disrespecting sebastian i give me an everybody's favorite for sebastian everybody's favorite sad husband oh yeah he is a sad husband great everybody's favorite sad husband sebastian lacroix <laughs> i can't see what <laughs> Okay, Sebastian um, Bubbly. <laughs> Bublé, actually? It's Bublé, actually. Sorry. <laughs> I hate us. Okay. okay. Um, he's very hardworking and loves his daughter and wife very <laughs> wow. much. So crazy. Uh, he always sticks with Gilbert. I think he's a Ravenclaw. I'm just sorting everyone as Ravenclaw. Why? I'm sorting everyone as Hufflepuffs. Why are you sorting everyone as Ravenclaws? They're literally all so dumb. <laughs> but I feel like they want, like, they're trying to be smart. Like, also, like, the way his worldview is very, like, matter-of-fact, this is how it is, instead of, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not really... <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't know. He doesn't, like, he doesn't think that change will happen. Yeah. But That's... also, I think Ravenclaws could think... I. I, I don't think he's think a Hufflepuff. What's Hufflepuff about him, though? That he, like, is loyal to Gilbert, who is, like, his friend? Oh, also there's his mom, that arc. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about that? Let's talk about that. What is there to talk about? I don't know that his his mom was there. His mom was there. I don't know. I don't, I thought it was an interesting arc. Oh, yeah, his mom came back. I didn't like that. I, like, I... Inter- oh, you're talking... I was talking about when he, like, went and visited her. Oh. But then she comes back. Also, they had a nice little kind of wrap-up to that. They did. But it would have been better if it just kept going on. Oh. Because problems don't get fixed. But, like, what other than him caring about people? Like, I feel like other Hufflepuffs can care about people, but you see, just because he cares about people doesn't mean that... What is... I feel like he's very Gryffindor, like, how he went after... Like, went after... 
like how he wanted like when he was trying to date Mary essentially. Yeah. Like that was very Gryffindor, but I don't think he's a Gryffindor really. Yeah. Like he's not very impulsive. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think about his relationship with her son. Oh. Cuz I feel like there was some stuff there, but he's not very quick to trust him again, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, but that's also not very Hufflepuff. Yeah, that's what so I'm if saying. You're Hufflepuff would have freaking your headphones are going to fall off. What are you talking about? They're, like, up here. And your point is? Headphones should be on the top of your head. Really? Do you think that's going to get do anything? Shut up. Moving on. <laughs> Hunter and Knight, excuse me. You've resorted to num- level one comeback. Blah. Um, yeah. You're still getting Ravenclaw vibes. He gives me Hufflepuff vibes, so. But you don't have any argument because you're lame. <laughs> you don't even have an argument to that. I don't know how to argue. Yeah. Yeah. That you're flipping me off. Pointing no. your finger at me. I'm like doing like the old man thing. Like get off my lawn. Well, we can. I was not flipping you off. You're pointing your finger at me. Okay. Wait. Maybe people go like this. That's the fourth finger. This is the fourth finger? Yes. Your ring finger. It is the fourth finger. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Your thumb doesn't count as a finger. (laughs) Yes, it is. No, it doesn't. Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm going to cut this whole section out. (laughs) Eva, this is not an audio format. (laughs) It's not an audio format? (laughs) Shake my hand. Great. Okay. My other hands are uh, so warm. Email us. Is Sebastian? Uh, what house is Sebastian in? Moving yeah, on. Honestly, like I feel like you could make an argument for Slytherin if you really wanted to. Yes. And we already talked about his Gryffindor aspect. Yeah. Moving on to everybody's favorite person who makes you cry on Easter. <laughs> That's what she got. I don't know what she is. I feel like we didn't get that much of her oh, personality. Honorable mention for favorite characters. Her friends. I forgot oh. their names. Constance and Jocelyn. Those are their names. <laughs> um, I love them. They're wonderful. They're great. What is Mary? What house is Mary? I don't know. You don't know? I like honestly don't think we can really sort her. I don't think we can either. So, moving on to... Oh, no, we can think about how she dealt with like her son. Yeah. I don't think it's worth as much either. It's so weird because they have so many characters with so like much... like Mary doesn't have that much screen time, but you think that she would... We would have more to sort her based off of. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're not sorting Mary. Uh, For me. Yeah. Moving on to Mary's son. We're, how are we going to get... We couldn't sort Mary and we're going to be able to sort him? I feel like he has a lot to deal with. What actually... I kind of forgot him, him existing. Okay. Well, he showed up at Gilbert's place, stole all of Gilbert's things... Then oh, yeah. when his then pretends to be in New York when his mother's dying. So far you're just saying that he's a bad person? Yeah. But then he comes back 
apologizes to his mother's grave, apologizes to Bash, wants to be a part of Delphine's life, cleans up, and becomes an apple farmer. Is it weird that I can't vote him based off of all of that? Like, I, I don't think it's know. a little weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's a Slytherin? I feel like that is a probability, yes? Because, like, he does, does stuff where it, when it benefits him the most. Like, yeah. stuff is going, probably, actually, we don't know that. Stuff might have been going wrong in his life, and then he went and did the apple farming thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might be kind of Gryffindor. Yeah. But I think I'm just thinking of that fight that he had with Bash. What did they fight about? Was, did Bash just go up and punch him? No, because he tried to give Elijah the letter that Mary wrote to him. Oh, yeah. And then he was rude. Well, here's the thing about why he's Elijah is so rude. Is I feel like a lot of the things he does, it's just like he's just being angsty. It's not like yeah. he actually, like, I'm sure he actually wanted to read the letter from his mom. You know what I mean? And he just didn't want to show weakness, which kind of reads. It reads both Slytherin and Gryffindor. Yeah. They're very prideful houses. But I feel like it's more Gryffindor. Yeah, we can give him Gryffindor. Cool. Moving on, uh, to uh, everybody's least favorite teacher, Mr. Phillips. Oh, I don't like, um, Slytherin. Why? Because he, like, didn't want to be a teacher anymore, and he wanted to marry Prissy just to, like, seem straight passing, essentially. Yeah, that's true. But also, like, like, how did we know that he was gay? It didn't make any sense. No one understood. Like, he, like, looked at Cole. Yeah, they made eye contact. (laughs) For two seconds. It was so weird. And also, like, Like, ew. they didn't even do, like, the hand signal at each <laughs> other. <laughs> like, if they did that, then I would understand. But they made eye contact for two seconds. I don't think you could get your pupils to do the hand movement. Nobody knows. Oh, my God. That would have been so funny. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. But, like, do you think that he was out to himself? I don't know. And then Cole just, like, knew. Cole was just like, yeah, he he's just closeted, and that's why. I can't tell if a bird just flew into our window or if it was a really strangely shaped leaf. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, but anyways. How are we sorting Mr. Mr. Phillips before Cole? Because we're going through the adults right now. Oh. And then we go to all the kids. Why wasn't Cole up with... Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, um, so Slytherin makes sense. Next, we go to everybody's actual favorite teacher. Miss Stacy. Miss Stacy. Honestly, she iconic. Ravenclaw vibes. Yes, definitely. Apparently you agree with me. <laughs> Trying to say that she's off of too. No. Like, also, just that one time when she's trying to leave her house and then Rachel has a suitor outside with her and she's, like, holding a golf club and she's like... This is my new walking stick. Yep, that that makes also, sense. Like, the chaos of her house. The chaos of her house. And like her teaching style of like the hands-on learning. Yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily always Ravenclaw, but in that time period, it was like creative, which is very yeah. Ravenclaw. And the potato light bulbs and like her loving to tinker with stuff. Yeah. Very Ravenclaw. Yeah. Also, I think that she has, like, a fair bit of Gryffindor in her. Yeah. Just, like, the, well, you're saying that I'm going to do something. Well, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to. Yeah. Next, we have everybody's favorite uh, girl who shares a name with the Red Assassin. Ruby? Ruby. 
I can't think of any personality traits. Nobody knows what the Red Assassin is either because nobody's read Renegades. Stick around for our Renegades we episode next Renegades week. so much, and I don't think that many people have read it. Well, too bad. You should go read Renegades by Marissa Meyer. And then you'll just understand, like, all our references. Exactly. What is happening? You have to do other melodies. You can't just go the same. No, I'm providing a beat, and you're going no, with the melody. No, I was providing a harmony w- in the background, and then you didn't do anything, so I tried to do the melody, but you kept just doing a beat, and you can't just do a beat when you're doing the harmony, because then it's ugly. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what house is Ruby in? Ruby is either Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. Hufflepuff. Moving on. Okay. Um, I don't know why she's Hufflepuff. She just gives very much Hufflepuff vibes to but me. But, like, I feel like she was really mean to Anne at the beginning when she wasn't very Hufflepuff. Yeah, but then she was nice to Anne. Character development. But it was only because, like, Anne proved herself to her, kind of. Like, it just, like, it was, I don't know. That just doesn't seem very Hufflepuff to me, like, how kind of mean she was at the beginning. Yeah, but also, to be fair, literally everybody else was mean to Anne. That doesn't mean that a Hufflepuff would be also be mean to her. I guess. Like, I feel like a Gryffindor would be more likely... Or a Gryffindor to Slytherin, or even a Ravenclaw would be more likely to, like, follow suit. Because the Gryffindor is like, oh, yeah, glory, kind of. But, like, I don't think she wants glory at all. But, yeah. Because I think about in that first episode when, like, Anne is talking with Gilbert and Ruby is, like, crying. I don't think that's a very Gryffindor way to react. Oh, like how, like, protective? No, more just, like, somebody's talking to your crush and... She isn't mad about it. She's just sad. Yeah. I don't think that seems like a very Gryffindor way to react. That's fair. Also, I feel like she just has Hufflepuff vibes. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's very, like, soft-spoken and, like, sweet. Mm-hmm. Once they're friends. Yep. Next, we have everybody's favorite. Oh, gosh. This person doesn't have any personality traits. I don't think we're going to be able to sort her. Um. Oh. It's Tilly. It's Tilly? It's Tilly. Tilly has more than Jane. That's true. I don't think we're going to sort Jane. We're going to skip Jane. Jane is just kind of mean. That's what we're going to go with. Tilly doesn't have a character. Doesn't have a character, but honestly, in that last season with the two boys that kept <laughs> taking notice of her, iconic. She's like, oh, I mean, I guess I'll choose one of you, but uh, you both have to prove yourself to me. Iconic. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next we move on to Josie Pie. I feel like I don't understand. Like I understand why you don't like her, but I also don't understand why you don't like her. I just don't like her. She's a Slytherin. At least her mom is a Slytherin, yeah. and she hasn't character development enough to into something other. other than I agree. Slytherin. Slytherin. She just is all about that power. Although, like, she did kind of give up the power because free speech. Yeah, because she doesn't want to be treated horribly. Yeah. Wow. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just, like, her, like, kind of self-pride. Yeah. Which is a little... But it, and then she did end up going to the thing with that Anne set up. Mm-hmm. But is that Slytherin of her? I feel like she's, like, mainly... I think her mom is Slytherin, and her mom influences her a lot. So, I don't sure... I think that she does have some Gryffindor, though. I think she's mostly Slytherin, though. I think... Yeah. I don't know. I think that <sighs> she'll be Slytherin unless she cares to develop it. That's not a word. Cool. 
Marcus, we have everybody's favorite older sister, Prissy. Yeah. Prissy's a Ravenclaw. Prissy is 100% a Ravenclaw, and I love her so much. Yeah, she's fun. Also, but, like, why is she the only older girl? That's a good point. She's the <laughs> only one. Everyone's just Anne's age. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some of them are, like, slightly, like, actually, no, they're not, because they all, like, graduated and took the Queen's exam at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's, like, ten of them that are all one age, and, like, there's no one, like, there's some people younger and, like, a couple people older, but that's it. It's so yep. weird. Well, Billy Andrews is older. Is the next person on the list. I hate him. I hate him, too. He doesn't even deserve to be a Slytherin. Agree. Moving on to everybody's favorite artistic gay boy. I love Cole. I love Cole, too. He means, like, he was just so nice whenever he was seeming happy. And how happy he looks when he's hanging with, when he's living with Aunt Josephine. Yes. Oh, so I love their relationship so much. I know. It's like, it was, it was cute. I really like him. And he's like, his like handbreaking him doing this play. Yeah. Ugh. Also, Billy well, destroyed them yeah, all. No, <laughs> but here's the thing I was really scared about is, you know how they were like, oh yeah, the reason that uh, Mr. Phillips so mean is because internalized homophobia. I thought they were going to do that with Billy and I was terrified. Oh. I was really scared. Oh, they did that on Glee. <sighs> I'm trying not to think about Glee, but uh, that happened on Glee. Um, Yeah. I th- I told you about this, right? Probably. I'm going to tell you about no. it again. <laughs> okay, so, Kurt, that's the gay kid. He's getting bullied by this kid. His name is David Karofsky, but they all ugly name. They only refer to him as Karofsky. Ew, so why that name? And he's this huge, tough jock who keeps picking on Kurt and ends up kissing him in the locker room. Wait, what? While he's picking on him. Excuse me? Yeah. And so they end up kissing, and Kurt is really freaked out by it, switches schools, meets his boyfriend. Kurt, he, he switches schools? The bullied kid, yes. He does? Yeah. He switched schools, meets his boyfriend, and then eventually transfers back to his old school. Who meets his boyfriend? Kurt, the kid who transferred schools. The oh, I thought you said that Karofsky transferred No, I did not. Anyways, so... And then in a later season, Kurt's boyfriend and Karofsky date. What? And then they find out they're cousins <laughs> and keep oh, dating. No, 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 no. I hate, I hate you. You didn't tell me all of that. I, I don't think I ever that. actually got that far, but I've seen it. In, I saw somebody talk about it in a YouTube video. It's Eva disgusting. is hiding herself in her hair. <laughs> she is so disturbed. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh my god. Okay, but what house is Cole in? He's a Ravenclaw, right? Yeah. The artsiness. The artsiness. And the kind of just like, well, if I don't want to do school, I'm going to go off and live with my honorary gay aunt. (laughs) Honorary gay aunt. (laughs) I love that. And also, it's such a fact. Okay. (laughs) Why did you say that? It's a fact. Uh, speaking of our honorary gay aunt, it's Josephine. So much attitude in that. I was not meaning to put attitude in it, but it's Josephine. She seems Ravenclaw too, but I don't know why. I think it's just like the mentoring. Yeah. Mentioness. But also I feel like she does have some Gryffindor, like how, like, like showy she is about like the whole like soiree thing. She's yeah. very like, it's very in your face. And you know that yeah. she had a big part in designing that. Mm-hmm. She loves literature 
but I feel yeah, like I think that's, she's a Ravenclaw, but yeah. I think I'm just acknowledging that she has Gryffindor yeah, tendencies. Yeah, I would as agree well. with that. Agree with that. Um, and then we're not. I don't know if we're gonna sort these people, but we just want to talk about the Berries for a minute. Oh, uh, Minnie May and Diana's parents. I Minnie May is crazy. I like her though. She's yeah, fun. she's fun, but like. Kind of crazy. I think that it's an interesting contrast between, like, Diana. Like, I think that we would realize that Diana's parents were being, like, very controlling and kind of mistreating Diana mm-hmm. without Minnie Mae. But I think it's it, it solidifies that point by having Minnie Mae kind of being, like, the wild child. But, like, yeah. not really just, like, actually just being a kid and not trying yeah. to form to this, like, very specific version that of a person that her parents want her to be. Um, I kind of feel like late season three Minnie Mae is kind of Slytherin, but maybe I'm just thinking of that one part where Diana's trying to sneak out of the house, and Minnie Mae, like, goes to get her mom to stop Diana from leaving the house, and is like, Diana, you have to play, and her mom's like, Diana, you have to play the piano, and don't play any of that dance music, play some proper music, and Minnie Mae's like, yeah, I hate that music. And she's the one who requested that Diana play the dance music. <laughs> Minnie Mae is just, like, trying to manipulate everyone. Yes. I do think that she, like, tries to avoid punishment a lot by throwing Diana under the bus. Yeah. But I don't know if that's just her being a kid or if that's her being Slytherin. I think all kids are Slytherins. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do we want... Is there anything we could say about her parents other than they're just total Slytherin? Yeah, they're very Slytherin. Also, like, they had, like, the whole arc between, like, Diana's parents. Mm-hmm. That was, I thought it was interesting. I, like, enjoyed, I enjoyed that more than some of the, like, central arcs. Yeah. The goldmine arc. The goldmine arc. Why? Why? Uh, and then we move on to everybody's favorite. Oh, gosh. Everybody's favorite random person who was there i guess it's winifred rose how is she a random person was there it was an it was like it was yeah i just don't know what to say for her it was uh gilbert like it was winifred was the slytherin option yeah and was the gryffindor option for him but he's a ravenclaw yeah anyways um so she's slytherin is she i don't know you just said she was no she was the slytherin option in terms of gilbert Oh. Like, I don't... Oh. Because she was, like, her family had, like, power and... Yeah. Prestige and stuff. And, uh, I feel like she kind of reads Gryffindor to me. I don't know. I just think about her talking to that skeleton alone, and I don't know where to put that. Oh God, I, I, I feel like her character went downhill from there. Yeah. Like, Gilbert made her worse. Oof. That's the sign of a bad relationship. <laughs> Hate you. <laughs> I just mainly think about her reaction to Gilbert, like, breaking up breaking up with her, essentially. Yep. And she was just, like, she was mad, but I feel like the reason she was mad was more for, like, the little details. Like, she wasn't even that mad about him. She was like, and she doesn't even like you? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna be alone now. And I feel like that's kind of Ravenclaw, almost. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I don't know. I don't know what she is, honestly. Great. Cool. Um. Anyone? Oh, you save Rachel one for last. No, no, no. We also have Cockwet and her parents. Quick. Oh, we do. Yeah, they exist. They do exist. Can we sort them? 
They were not very well-developed characters. No, they weren't. I don't think we really can sort them. I mean, Cockwet seems kind of Gryffindor, but that's about it. That's really I all I think we she's Hufflepuff for actually trusting Anne. That's a good point. If I was in Cockwet's situation, I would not trust Anne. That's a very good point. But she gave Anne a chance, so good for her. Yay. Her parents don't have characters. Her parents don't have characters. And then lastly, we've saved the most iconic for last. It's Rachel Lynn. What? What? Is she a Gryffindor? I, I feel like it, like no. she clashes with Anne because they're both like Gryffindors and like impulsively insulting a child. Yeah, but she also seems to really like control. Oh yeah, like the whole knowing the gossip stuff. Yeah, and like she was director of that weird Christmas play they put on. And um, remember the Christmas play they did? No. You don't? No. They did a Christmas play where Josie Pye was a tree and Billy Andrews was an owl, but then got hit on the head and Matthew had to be the owl. Do you not remember this no. at all? What? <laughs> what? This happened in season two. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why was Josie Pye a tree? Because she was the main character, but then she lost her voice and then Anne got to be the main character. And so they swapped roles because Anne was originally a tree. <laughs> How do you not remember like, this? I don't know. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, what? And then Rachel's husband was the devil lobster. He was literally like, and he sang a song about being a devil lobster. What? <laughs> How did I forget this? <laughs> did you forget this? Big. <laughs> disgusting, Andrew. You're disgusting. <laughs> Level two. (laughs) (laughs) I have evolved. (laughs) You've been devolving a lot lately. I'm devolving constantly. (laughs) You're just like, excuse me. I'm constantly being worse. Yep. Not just sometimes. All right. So, and then she also wanted to be in control of the, the old white men board. Yeah. Or she wanted some control of it. She wanted a, literally a voice. In the yeah, she wanted a role. That she was part of. Yeah. I, Slytherin, I think that mainly the gossip makes. Yeah. Like, very, is very Slytherin. So she's a Slytherin? Yeah. Okay, cool. And that is brought an end to our sorting and therefore an end to our podcast. So it's time for our segment, Serotonin Supply, where we talk about what's making us happy this week. Eva. What's your serotonin supply? Did you come up with one? <laughs> did you come up with one? <laughs> um, you just gave me a look like you did it. <laughs> I was just thinking. Um, I scored my first varsity goal this week. Woo! Our team is placed um, first seed in our section. Eva plays hockey, by the way. I think they know I don't that. think that was clear. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, but yeah. And then my mom is teaching me how to do embroidery. And that's been really fun. I kind of hated it at first, but now I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I love how you're the thing that makes you happy is something that you really hated at first. That's nice. Yeah. But I've gotten into it, and it's fun now. Yay. Yay. All right. So uh, if you have anything you want to say to us, if you want to let us know what house Sebastian would be in or Literally what- any of the characters, because we... They don't give us that much. Yeah. Or maybe we're just stupid and don't remember stuff. But, like, 
I mean, you forgot a whole episode. I find it so weird that there's so many of these characters who are like, well, we don't really have enough to fill up them, do we? There should be more stuff. Maybe it's just because the plot is so slow, so we don't get to see them make as many decisions. Yeah, or you could email us what you would eat in a Frisbee, like we talked about last week. You could email us about that. Why are you bringing that back up? Because I want to know what people would eat inside a Frisbee. That's it. Anyways, cool. So, if you want to email us about any of that, you can email us at fluentandfandoms at gmail.com. Why do I always emphasize the ads? I don't know. At. At. <laughs> well, anyway. <That's> really nice. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our podcast. So, three, two, one. Bye. Bye. That was, that was nice.